0: Chronicles chapter 20 and the the last sentence in verse 20 and uh, you can see what is saying he is very essential. For us as God's children. Second Chronicles 20 and 20, the last sentence. Believe in the Lord your God. Notice he, he calls the Lord their God. So this verse is primarily for folks that know they're born again. You know you have a relationship with God. No question about it. And I, I'm, I'm just curious how many you, you can say without question. That verse is talking about me. Look at it again. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. Believe his prophets. The implication other folks have prophets. Cities have profits. Hollywood has profits. Internet have profits. But he didn't say believe them. He said believe hills profits. My subject this morning is simply believing God's prophets. Believing God's prophets. And we're going to give the Lord a hand of praise before we go further. when you believe from a biblical and theological standpoint, it it simply says that you have faith in somebody or something. When you believe you have faith in somebody or something. When you break that down, it says that you are certain about somebody, or certain about something. And folk that believe with certainty are loyal. You're certain about what you believe in. Or certain about who you believe in. And. You're loyal. You're loyal to that particular thing. Or that person. And it's important. To really check yourself. And, and just. Just. Based upon the simple definition that I just gave you, just ask yourself, am I a true believer? Do I have faith? Am I certain about something? Somebody. Am I loyal to something or somebody? Or will I switch? Will I act like I'm lawyer to loyal and then switch? Will I say that I'm faithful to this, that and the other, but then when I'm under pressure, I change. When you believe pressure is not gonna make you change what you sincerely believe. Why? Because that certainty in you speaks to you saying, look this too shall pass. Don't allow us trying to trouble you, trouble you because it's going to pass. Remember your verse, all things work together for the good simply because you love you have to be a loyal, certain, and faithful person if you are a true believer. It's not just saying, yeah, I believe that's such and such. No, it has to be expressed in your thoughts, words and deeds because real faith is rewarded. I said real faith is rewarded. Hebrews 11 and 6 says without faith it's impossible to please God for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if I believe, I'm going to be rewarded. Now, I want to show you one verse in reference to believe, and then I'm going to deal with it because it's very important to us as Christians. Go with me to the book of Mark, chapter 9. And keep in mind, if you are a believer, that means you're a person of faith. You have faith, and you're certain about something or somebody, and you're loyal. Mark chapter 9, verse 23. This is what Jesus said to a person. can believe all things are possible to him or her who believes. If you're faithful, if you're certain, if you're loyal, the impossible will happen for you. If you're faithful, if you're certain, if you're loyal, the impossible will happen for you. Can I break it down? If you're faithful, if you're certain, if you're loyal things will happen for you that are not happening for everybody else. Things will manifest in your life that others only dream about. When Jesus was trying to get this person to understand, the person needed a miracle. And Jesus said, look, if you can't believe, you can get a miracle. Something will happen for you if you believe. It will happen for you if you're faithful, if you're certain, and if you're Lord. When I really didn't understand uh, what believing was, I used to wait for certain things. I I know I'm believing, and, and, and certain things just wouldn't happen because I didn't have a clear understanding of what believing was. But when I found out to believe is to be faithful, to be certain, and to be loyal. When I found that out then all of a sudden I started believing God for certain things and they started manifesting. And I found out this verse is true. If you can believe all things or what possible possible in the verse means doable. They will happen. How can you say they are possible or doable, Jesus, because I create all things. John, in talking about Jesus, said in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Then he he said in the same chapter, and the word became flesh, or Jesus. So here we have the person that created everything telling a human being, if you can believe, all things are possible. But check yourself, are you faithful? Are you certain? Are you loyal? If you are, it'll happen for you. I'll do what your eyes have not seen. What your ears have not heard. Neither has entered into your heart. I'll do it for you. But you have to believe. Just like we're certain that bigger and better is here. Say to your neighbor, I don't, I don't have to wonder about that. I'm certain about that. And, and if you check out my thoughts, my words, and my deeds, you can tell that I'm loyal to it. And if I believe bigger and better is present, that's what's going to manifest. But if I do not believe it, it's not going to happen. Because notice again, if you can Believe all things are possible. And even for God to really move on your behalf, you have to believe in him. And when you believe in God, then then God will put you in a place, put you on a foundation that will cause great things to happen in your life. Judah was facing insurmountable odds. Some of us know what that is. We we know what it is to have our back up against the wall because we, we have things coming at us from every direction. We know what it is to deal with trials coming from within and without. Am I right? That's what was happening to Judah. Judah was getting ready to fight an enemy that outnumbered them. Getting ready to go up against someone that if the truth be told had more strength than them. But God... In his omniscience was, a, was not going to allow the enemy to take out his children. How many know God got our back, our front, our side? God got us. Say to your neighbor, God got us. You just got to believe that, that he has your, your best interest in hand. And so Judah was going through something, but God had them. He had them. Even though the odds were against them, God still was on their side. So you got to understand how much God loves his children. God tells his children things like, hey, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And when you really listen to God, God will tell you things like, hey, I'm a very present help. Not just in time of trouble, but at all times. And when you feel like you're by yourself, God will whisper to you things like, hey, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you always. I'll never leave you. Then when you feel like you can't get ahead, he'll show up and tell you things like, hey, the thief comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Just seem like ain't nothing working out for me. Yeah, but I Will make you the head, not the tail. I'll cause you to live above only and never beneath. But you have to believe it. Ain't it some powerful verses in scripture that that, that has our name on? It? You are an heir of God, a joint heir with Christ Jesus. All of these things have our name on them. But we have to believe. And we especially have to, first of all, believe God. Because God is the omnipotent one. He is the one that has the power, the capacity, the ability to do what needs to be done in our life. Never think your job is more powerful than God. Never think your preacher is more powerful than God. Never think your daddy, your mama, or whoever is more powerful than God. God is the only one that has all power. God is the only one that can stand flat footed and say, Hey, is there anything too hard for me? There's nothing too hard for him. But you have to believe that. And so Judah was going through it, and so God sent a prophet. And so. The prophet speaking on God's behalf first tells Judah here in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, the latter part, believe the Lord, your God, and you'll be established. See, because when you're when you're fighting, you need to be established or fixed. You need to be in a good place because you you don't need to be to the point to where you're wondering and a battle is going on. Believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. You'll be settled. You'll be stable. You'll be in a place to where you can get the victory. He will establish you. But you got to believe. You got to be faithful. You got to be certain. And you got to be loyal. When it heats up, you can't talk to and wrong. You got to be faithful. You got to be certain. You got to be loyal. When it looks as if it's not gonna work out in your favor, you can't throw in no towel. You gotta be faithful, certain, and loyal. Say to your neighbor, you gotta believe. And he'll establish you. And, and it's nothing like God establishing you or putting you in a place. To where no matter what comes at you or no matter what life throws at you, you're not going nowhere. Why? Because you believe God and he has established you. Folk can say this, that, and the other, but you're still standing firm. Why? Because God has established you. You act like you ain't even worried about COVID. I ain't. Oh, you something special. Well, in a way I am, in a way I'm not. I'm still a man, but I got God on my side. And if God be for me and everybody else is against me, it's still going to work out in my faith. When God establishes you, you're in a good place. When your money get low and you are established in God, you say things like it's just a matter of time before God show up and show when something bad happens to you you're not going to talk like a pessimistic person, you're going to talk optimistic, why? Because God has established you to believe that even when the worst takes place, that it's still going to work out for your good Somebody right now going through something, but because you are established in God, you still got your dance. You still turning in victory. You still leaping for joy. You still quoting your favorite scriptures. You still praying. You still fasting because you know God is going to cause everything to work out in your faith. Look at somebody and say the preacher talking about me. I'm fixed in God. He done not establish me to believe Him despite what I go through. I, I was I was talking to uh Diganola, and I know he don't mind me saying this. He was talking about he was having a conversation with a person about what's going on and so forth, and so basically. The person was afraid of death and so forth. Worried about this, that, and the other. thing. I said, you know, there are worse of things than death. <laughs> and, I, and and when he and when he said it, I said, I go somebody that's established, somebody that's fit. That death may be the last enemy, but that enemy ain't messing with his mind. That enemy ain't guiding him. Because in the day and time we are living in, there are folks that are seeing so much death to the point to where they are allowing that spirit to control their thoughts, their words, and their deeds. Doing things because they're scared of death. You have to be to the point to where you're so fixed to where even the last enemy, that's what Paul calls death in 1 Corinthians 15. Even that enemy will not move you from your set place. But the only way that can happen is when you believe the Lord, your God. He got to be your God. You have to believe the Lord your God. I gotta show you something. Go with me to Ezekiel. Stay with me. I'm almost I'm almost there, but just stay with me. Ezekiel 16. If you believe the Lord your God, you're going to be help me establish. Y'all gotta stay with me now. Ezekiel 16, 62. This is Ezekiel the prophet. And notice this prophetic message. And I will establish. He's speaking on behalf of God. And I will establish my covenant with you. What is he talking about? He's going to establish his covenant with, with them. He's going to make sure that, that the word of God gets Fixed in them. Covenant represents agreement. Represents theologically God's word. And so he tells them again. And I will establish my covenant with you. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. You're going to get the word in you and you, you ain't going to wonder if I'm God. You're going to know I'm God. You ain't going to be talking that dumb stuff like, wonder if God want to help me. Wonder if God going to move for me. You're going to know God going to move for you. you going to know God want to help you. You're going to know God going to do this, that, and the other. Why? Because he has established his covenant or his word in you. Covenant also equates agreement. See you, you, you have to understand something when 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 God says that he's going to do something in the form of an agreement, it means that it's a promise. He promises to do it. And and Paul was so established in God's covenant. So knew that that God would do exactly what he said to where he penned in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. All of the promises of God are yes and amen. You know, amen means so be it. Paul was simply letting the church know, look, when God sends forth his word, watch for the manifestation. When God says better and bigger are here and better and bigger are coming, watch for the manifestation. All of the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Look at the text. He will establish his covenant and then you will will know that he is God. And I'm looking around. Some of us, that's where we are right now. We know He God. See, see, some of you, I don't care who come knocking at your door. It can be Buddha or one of these new gods they got out now. You ain't going nowhere because you know God is God. You know Jesus is God. You know the Holy Ghost is God. God. You know the spirit of God will guide you, will lead you into all truth. Why? Because he done established his word, his promises in you, and you know that he is God. But see, some of us in here, you might still be to the point where you can be swayed by a new God or some other God. Now, if I'm not talking about you just look at somebody and say preacher ain't talking about me I got one God and his name Jesus I got one God I, 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 don't, I don't even open the door for two or three gods you got some for yeah Jesus is one of my gods too I, 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 third Sunday he, he's one of my gods but I've got other gods too Oh, so you polytheists, yes, I have four or five gods. But say to your neighbor, we just have one God. One God. And we know he's the only real God. He's the only true God. He's the only God that can do anything save faith. And so God affects you. He'll fix you. See, when you're fixing God, you you don't even like to deal with religious folk. You notice in scripture that the very folk that Jesus tried not to deal with was religious folk. He told his disciples on more than one occasion, look, beware of the scribes and the Pharisees. You better watch out for them religious folk. But Jesus, they, they using the same book with you. Yeah, but you better watch out for them religious folk. Ain't that amazing? They were using the same book that Jesus was using. You would think he would tell, hey, y'all need to watch out for the devil and his demons. No, his biggest thing was watch out for religious folk. Folk using the same book that we use. You better watch out, folks. When you get fixed in God, you don't allow stuff to move you. You don't allow all types of dogma or doctrine to move you. You ain't interested in no new teaching. You already got the teaching that you need. You already got the teacher that you need. Who? The Holy Spirit. The paraclete. The one that comes alongside. Why? To help you. To help us through what? Everyday life. To be by your side 24-7. So God establishes you. And see when, when, when God establishes you or gets you to the point to where you're on a solid foundation, then you have positioned yourself to the point to where God can put a prophet in your life. Because see, you don't need a prophet in, in your life if you're going to question His, Authority. You don't need a prophet in your life if, if, if you doubt Amos three and seven, which say, Surely the Lord God will do nothing. Nothing, nothing, unless He reveals His secrets unto His servants, the prophets is the house prophet the one that speaks the mind of God for the present and the future whether near or distant God will tell you things but, but if you have to question something that God's prophet speaks that's clearly in line with his word hold on and is clearly manifesting itself You need to back up because you have not been fixed or established by God. You liable to be here one Sunday and get mad at somebody and and, and leave. But if you are true and understand God's prophet. Everybody in the church can make you mad. But if God has sent you to the church to get a word, you ain't leaving the word. Hold on. You like Peter in John the sixth chapter. Jesus put forth a hard word and and found out that some folk wasn't established. They started walking off. They walked off. And they said, what, what, what? That's a hard saying. Let's go. And a whole lot of them left and Jesus turned around and looked at the original ones and said hey y'all going too since, since we leave this, this, this leave day y'all going too Peter said "Well, we gonna go where well, we gonna go you have the words of eternal life you got a word that unchanged me you know how I was cursing Jesus? Where am I going to go? And some of us be like, Jesus, Jesus, you, you know I used to be on that crack. Where am I going to go? You have to be to the point to where you are established and ready to receive a prophetic word. Because some things that God will tell you if you're not ready for it, it'll blow your mind. You, you, get, you get to looking at what's going around, what's going on around you, instead of hearing what the spirit of God is saying. So you gotta understand something. The things that we see are just temporary, according to 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. But the things we don't see are eternal. And see, God allows his prophet to speak that which is eternal. Eternal equates God. Allows his prophet to speak the mind of God. Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveal his secrets to his servants. They serve him. The prophets. But before I deal with the, the last thing in Second Chronicles 20 and 20b. It is important for me to talk about false prophets. I said I, I need to talk about false prophets. Lord have mercy. We're going to start in the book of Matthew. 24, chapter 24, Matthew 24. And I want you to consider what Jesus said. And I want you to compare what Jesus said to what's going on in our day and time. Matthew 24. Verse 11 is where we'll start. Now Jesus was talking about the latter days, but but this is what he said. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. It's one thing for a whole lot of false prophets to rise up. But then it's another thing for him to say, and many gonna be deceived. Paul picked this up and, and, and said, if possible, even the very elect would be deceived. The elect is talking about us. Christians. False prophets. False prophets shall deceive many. You can live any way you decide to live. God, you you ain't going to hell. Now, now what gets me about the person that, that says stuff like this is that this person used to be a, a minister of the gospel that confessed the Holy Spirit. Carlton Pearson. Came up in holiness. But now saying stuff like this but then Jesus said Many false prophets shall arise. Now it, it's amazing because somebody can be genuine but get to hanging with the wrong folk like he did and end up false or in error. That's reading the Bible tells us be not deceived. Bad. Company corrupts good habits. You can't hang with everybody. I used to pat my foot to, to stuff that boy's song. That boy put out some good songs. But now done changed his mind about hell. And who going to hell it's one thing to change your mind, but but it's another thing to change it when you know the Bible says different. When you have preachers telling you you don't need the Holy Spirit, that's false. When you have preachers in their ignorance, say things like, well, the tithe was, was for folk under the law. See, that's ignorance because before the law, Abraham was tithing. But see, when, 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 you, when you are gullible and just listen to folk because you don't rightly divide the word, you will listen to a false Prophet, Jesus said, "Many false prophets shall arise, deceiving many, a whole lot of folk, deceiving many." Said to your neighbor, "You got to stick to the word." Because the best place to be and the safest place to be is in the Word. Then then you have major denominations as well as other ministries that are allowing homosexuals hold on to be ordained as pastors, bishops, and so forth. Saying, well look, everybody sin, so that's just a sin. Now, that's an abomination. According to scripture. Well, sin is sin. No, that, that, ain't, that ain't Bible. There is a sin, this is what the Bible says, that is not, get this, unto death. That's what the Bible says. Now, the wages, the work of sin is death. Then again, sometimes you you do wrong it's just ignorance. But James said, when a person knows to do right and does wrong, that's when it's sin. Oh man, I did that. I didn't know. It. Just like just like I had this this brother, he had just got saved, and um, we was we were talking one day, and, and I, we we were just talking, and and so I got ready to go. I, I said, well. I said, brother, I, got, I won't say his name, but anyway, I said, I said brother, I, I got to go. I said, I'm, I'll talk to you later on. Old gentleman. He said, all right. He said, I'm going to get in here, and, and I'm going to take me a such and such. I said, oh. I said brother, you just curse. He said, that ain't no curse word. I said, brother, that is a curse word. You can't say nothing like that. that that's a curse word. <laughs> he said, He broke walk. I didn't know that was no curse word. He said, I, I, bet I even say that sometime in front of some OFA. I guess they think I ain't even safe. <laughs> and he sincerely, he sincerely. The way he used it, he, he wouldn't use it is that. But when I told him that from that point on, he never said it. He never said it from that point on. He was just ignorant. And there are some things that we have said or done, we were just ignorant. You hear folk talking about something, you agree with them because you were just ignorant. Some of y'all used to didn't even believe in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because somebody else told you it wasn't right and you just believed that. You have to be to the point to where you recognize that there are going to be false prophets that will deceive many. Look at your neighbor and say, don't you get caught, don't get caught up. Don't get caught up in new doctrine, new teaching. That's in contrast to God's word. Because there are a whole lot of things that, that are not only creeping up, but they're creeping into the church. There are churches that, that don't even believe in, in singing about the blood of Jesus. Don't believe in it. Want to keep everything contemporary. Don't want, to, don't want to talk about what can make you clean. What can make you whiter than snow. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. They don't want to hear about that in the church. But I gotta talk about it. If it hadn't been for his blood, if it hadn't been for his blood, I would still be wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in sin. Let's go further. Go with me to Luke 24. Let me switch on you a little bit. We're still talking about prophets. But now I want to deal with you. In reference to to true prophets. Luke 24 and 25. Ready? Now, this is what Jesus said. Oh, foolish ones. And slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Now he's talking about what the prophets spoke in reference to Christ or the Anointed One coming. But but I want to talk about people being slow to believe true prophets. <laughs> when you get a prophetic word from your pastor but you're slow to receive and put it into action this verse has your name on it. Now look at what Jesus called them foolish and sluggish When God sends a word that's in line with what is written and you are slow to believe it. And I'm especially talking to mature folk. It says that there's still some foolishness there. It, It could be foolishness to the point to where I, I can say it and, and 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 you look at your situation to the point to where you just don't see how it can be because of your little world. You understand what I'm saying? God can tell you something so awesome to where you you will look at your world, you'll look at the little world that you're in, or what you're going through in your life, and you just can't believe that he's gonna do something so great for you. A word of prophecy can come forth and tell you, God, get ready to turn everything completely around for you in 10 days. You'll be like, man, all this I'm going through, and he's going to turn around in 10 days. I don't know. Pastor might have missed God. And see, when you get right there in that moment, when, when your mind is like that, God ain't going to do nothing for you. He can't, he can't do anything for you because, because you're double-minded. You know it's the word, but yet you're comparing your situation to the word. That means that you're, you're looking at the word and your situation and you're double-minded about how it's going to turn out. And the Bible is clear in the book of James. A double-minded person will not receive anything. Guess from who? The Lord. He ain't going to give you nothing. You got to believe the prophetic. Word. When God sends forth a prophecy and, and me and you ain't talk but God says something and you know God, that's for me. You can't be, you can't be, oh well, I don't know. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no, I don't know now. Come on, when God sent it, that's it. See Isaiah 55 tells us that once he sends forth his, his word. And he's talking about a prophetic word. It will not return unto him Well, what happens if he sends a word to Sister So and So, but she just won't receive it? Is somebody else gonna get it? Somebody else gonna get that same word that's in that same situation? Only difference is they are believing the prophecy that was for Sister So and So that she would not receive. You can't be foolish when it when it comes. See, because foolishness, based upon Psalm 14 and 1, says that you ain't believing God. Psalm 14 and 1 says, The fool has said, get this, in his heart, there's no God. There's no God. Doubt that God can do what he said. You don't want to be in that place. Y'all okay? It's too hard for some of y'all. Some of y'all are just looking at me like a oh, pastor. You know that. But look at it again. I got to move on. Oh foolish one and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. You got to believe what God prophet speaks. You got to believe it. Back in 2nd Chronicles 20 and 20. He says this: believe Hills, prophets. Y'all holding on? You're going to prosper. You're going to prosper. If I'm not prospering, if I've been sitting upon the word for years, I ain't believing. God's prophet, you can't say that. Well, I is based upon this, pastor. You can't say that. That you don't know my situation. If you've been sitting up under the word for years and putting it into action. You're gonna prosper. God gonna make things better for you. When you prosper, bottom line, when it comes to prosper, simple definition, things gonna get better. And let me tell you something about God's prosperity. God can make things better for you. Even when you're in trouble. Tell somebody, God can make things better for you. Daniel Daniel, and the Hebrew boys got took from their homes and taken to Babylon. When Daniel got to Babylon, he stuck to believing in his God. And guess what happened to him in Babylon? Even though he was in a strange land, he prospered. He still prosper. Simply because he he believed. When you believe the prophetic God going to make sure you prosper. This this is not man's prosperity. Believe whose prophets? His. You going to what? Prosper. Things going to get better for you. That means even when it's worse it's going to get better. Daniel, Daniel was so sure about God's word to well when they tried to feed him something that, that he know God had told him not to eat. Daniel said, Daniel said look, just give me some time, say, because I, I, I can't eat that. And they told him, "said look, if, if you ain't going to be better after a certain period of time, you're going to die. You're going to be killed. But Daniel said, look, you just give me this much time. And after so many days. Daniel proved the power and the prosperity of his God. He was looking better than those who submitted to the king's word because he stuck to God's word. You're going to prosper. Even when you're going through things. It's just like right now. I'm clean as a whistle. That's an old saying. (laughs) But I'm still going through something. And, and it's just some of y'all in here, you look so good, but you're going through something. Why? God is still causing you to prosper, even though you're going through it. And you know what? You believe his prophet. Man, I'm battling this right here, right now, as pastor speaking, but I still got something to eat. Had gas to come to church. Had did got this, that, and the other going on this week. I'm still prospering. Why? Because of the scripture. Believe hills, prophets. You go what? It's gonna get better. If God can only help you when you're already doing good, He ain't God. If that's the only way he can help you is when you're already doing good, he ain't God. If he is truly God, he is able to help you even in a famine. Get this. And then he'll help you by using somebody that barely can help. when she barely making it herself and, and here she is He telling me to go to her and she' supposed to help me. That's how he work. <laughs> so you know the bottom line, you know it wasn't really her it was him behind her causing you to <laughs> prosper. God will use the, the, the unlikely things things you'll never think about in order to cause you to prosper or for your life to get better. Drought hit the land, and and God God told Elijah, hey, I want you to go such and such. And by the way, I'm going to send the ravens to help you out. Wasn't no family. It was birds. And and let me tell you something. The ravens going to bring you some meat twice a day. If you know anything about a blackbird that we call buzzards, they love to eat meat. But God is so in control of everything and everybody to where he told the raven, look, I want you to go get this meat and you better not eat it and take it to my prophet." Can you imagine the ravens talking in bird talk? Where he going to be? He going to be at the brook Cherith. And they brought him something to eat two times a day. And then things got worse at the brook Cherith because the brook dried up. And God said to Eliza, you know what? I already I, I, I lined somebody else up to help you out. But I want you to leave the brook because there ain't no water here. And I want you to go to Zarephath. Get this. He went to Zarephath. And when he got to Zarephath, he had to be thirsty because the brook had dried up in Cherith. And so when he met this woman, he said, look, can you go get me some water? She said, yeah, we got water here. I'll go get you some water right now. And she went and got him some water well while she was on her way to go get him some water he said hey won't you fix me a little little something to eat too she's look at the Lord live I I ain't got nothing but but a little little meal and I was just going to fix it up for for me and my boy and we going to eat it and die talking death in front of a prophet That's how some folk are. They'll talk deaf in front of a prophet. You don't talk deaf in front of a prophet because God gives a prophet words of life. A prophet speaks to dead situations. And so when she sat there, he said, No, not so. He said, I want you to go and do what I tell you, for Duff says God. Told that woman, if you do, if you believe and do what I tell you. Say, not only will will your meal barrel not run dry. You're going to have enough to eat until this famine is over. Not just you and your son, but your household. You mean I'm going to feed you, my son, and my household with this? It had to register in her mind. A miracle going to happen then. If this going to take place. A miracle going to happen. How many still believe in miracles? Still believe in the miraculous? Still believe God can do what eyes have not seen. And what ears have not. Lord have mercy. I got to close. Long story short. It happened. Exactly the way. Elijah said it. Her, her son, and her household ate until the famine was over. When you believe his prophet, it prospered. And see, the reason God had me deal with this scripture is because you still have some you're not believing the way. You should. Some some of us have gotten to the point to where we believe the government more than we believe God's word. You can't be like that. You can't be to the point to where you put anything or anybody over God's word. You don't put your preacher over God's word. You don't put your mama over God's word. God's word is God's word. When you believe his prophet, you will prosper. I got to show you one scripture and I'm done. Lord have mercy. I done took a lot of time, but I hope y'all understand. Let's go to Psalm 1. Let's go to Psalm 1. Lord have mercy. Thank you for your patience. How many of this word for you? Yeah, Reb Walker, this, this 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 for me. But hold on, then, dear, because we finna get you get you one more. Psalm one, we'll start at verse one. Blessed is the man or woman, but notice this: who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, false prophets, nor stand in the path of Sinners, you ain't going to hang with sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. you ju- you watching who you hang with. But notice this. But his or her delight is in the law of the word of the Lord. And in his law or word he meditates day and night or every day. He shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. Y'all know I stay by a lake. Well, I got a lake in the back of the house. But anyway, it's this old tree. This, this, I, I'm gonna finish that verbage. Y'all, just hold on for a minute. It's this old tree. It was there when I got there. When I got there, it was woods everywhere so I had to clear out to get to the lake. But anyway, it's this old tree that's been there for a long time. And this God true. the tree ain't growing up like that. It's got it's got two sections. It's got the little trunk and then for some reason or another it curved just like that. That's how that's how it testify to that. But it, but it just comes up and then it goes out just like that. That tree been there longer than, than the rest of the trees. And I have sat down and that tree gonna fall one day. I need to just go ahead and cut it. Lord said, no, you don't cut that tree. That's a remind. That tree has been there longer than I've been at the house. Trees that I thought would just stay up for years, guess what they done did? They done came down. You know why that tree is still there? It's planted by the river of the lake by that water and every year it it looked like it's dead and, and it looked like it's dead but when but when spring come here it come trunk up straight out but look at this but see that that's us It looked like we we may not be going, we may not be going in the same direction as everybody else going, but we're prospering. (laughs) We may not be doing it the way everybody else is doing it, but we're prospering because we're sticking to God's word. I'm closing with this. Notice this. Whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he or she does shall prosper did I read that right help me read just that last clause ready and whatever so if I do something in trials I'm still going what if I do something and make a mistake doing it, I'm still going to what? Prosper. Whatever I do, it's going to what? Prosper. The thing is going to prosper. I'm going to prosper. It's talking about us. Let's reading God sent prophetic people in our life in order for us to, to prosper. I'm going to stop right there.